It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Emmy Award winner, Homer. The best 60 minutes of your day. It was on KBN with Ben Bruss. That's right. I got San Francisco money line 100. I lose one three. I lose 350, right? He wins 350. If, if uh, Isn't that what it is, Pebble? Yes, yeah, plus 350 for the Packers. Yeah. Fine. I win either way. They lose, I win 100 bucks. They win 350. Fine. I'll take two other bets. The other bets, though, I can't do on the air, right? You got to go over to Ted's. Ted's and Tosa, yep. Ted's and Tosa. We will have Jason Wildey and Tim Van Born. And I said it on KBN. I don't care how much I lose, lose a thousand bucks, whatever. This has the potential to be the greatest sports experience of my life if the Packers could win the Super Bowl. Getting to the Super Bowl, it'd be close, but winning this game, just unbelievable. And they got a chance. And if Jordan Love, we are now deciding Jordan Love's greatness historically. And this is already history. What the Packers have done has already matched up as one of the great performances. Somebody can make the list. But you win this game. You elevate your position historically. And they win the Super Bowl. They'll be the greatest Packer Super Bowl championship team ever. And it'll rank pretty high among, I don't know, which is the most surprising ever in the Super Bowl. They'll have to be considered. It'll be like an NCAA tournament. Uh, There's no great team. It would be... Uh, San Francisco might be the best team. Baltimore would probably be there as well. But no, we're we're discussing now the level of historic greatness. There's already history. They've already made history. But now each game elevates the historic greatness for Jordan Love, for Matt LaFleur, uh, and the rest of the team. 1-800-990-3776. I wish to uh, credit John Anderson. Uh, everything is bigger in Texas, including the ass-whoopings. His comment about uh, what he would have said as coach after the Packers uh, beat the Cowboys, and I would hope. Listen, everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. That's it. That will, should, must be the statement that everybody uses in elevating the greatness of that win. One more time. I might do a whole show and just play that for the entire hour. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. That's all that should be said. What do you remember about the Packers beating the Dallas Cowboys as the seventh seed over the two seed following the 2023 season in the playoffs? What do you remember? Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whipping. There's nothing better. They were up by, uh, right, 32. It was a 48-16, I think. I've got to look that up. I should know. Like, Yeah, it was 48-16. I, I don't need to remember that. All I remember is that seven, two and a half to us, Everybody else, John Anderson of ESPN, the defining comment. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. You can't, it can't, there's nothing better. I don't even have to worry about anything being better. No one's going to ever state it better than John Anderson. I got to hear it again. 
Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. I want, I want on Twitter that as I pass, I want a thousand, I want a million hits or what? What do they determine that a million uh, impressions? Impre- yeah, I want a million impressions. Less than a million impressions, I'm going to be disappointed because it's deserving of that. There's nothing John Anderson will ever say better than his comment regarding the Packers' win over the Dallas Cowboys. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. How can you do better? It's not possible. All right, caller number five, 1-800-990-3776. Caller five, it's Rain Man. We're starting our new competition. Goes till the end of June. What are we at, three, five, or three? I don't even know. That's We're going to have somebody new probably after today, so whatever the... Uh, Whatever the number is, one eight hundred nine nine zero. Two tied with three right now, Homer. All right, two tied with three, which just means that somebody's going to break it today, probably. One eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller five, Jason Wildy, will be on at uh, five fifteen. We'll go there, and then TVV Tim Van Voren, Fox Six Sports. He'll be on about five forty or so, or so, and that's because he's got other duties with Fox Six. I mean, this is huge. This is history. We're history is being made. History has been made. We're just talking about the greatness of that history. Uh, Pebble, do we have a call yet, or do we need to keep track? Caller number five, 1-800-990-3776. Pebble has like 100 things he has to do. Because what he can do is just, he can just keep playing what John Anderson regarding the pack, what John Anderson said regarding the Packers win over the Cowboys. The best ever. I mean, I know he'll, he's got five Emmys. Um, been at ESPN for a number of years. Sure, he makes a lot of money. There's nothing he's ever going to do better. Seven, two and a half. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. How are you going to do better than that? How's anybody going to do ever anything better than that? Anytime, I used to think, anytime anybody met John Anderson, they should say, seven, two and a half. No, seven, two and a half. I think he'd have to go like seven, eight to be better than this. Anytime anybody runs into John Anderson of ESPN, this is what they must say to him. It is a required federal law. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. And he'll just smile. Rest of his life. Tell anybody who you know ever seen John Anderson, lives near John Anderson, anything, that whenever they see John Anderson, they are required. It is a federal law that the first thing they say to John Anderson is, Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Joining us now is Troy... Troy, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Do you have a resume regarding Rain Man? Any success uh, in the past? Uh, no. First time calling in for it. Oh, you've never done it. Uh, Pebble, would you help him out? I would, but no one ever listens yeah, to what I Yeah, no one listens to uh, what your uh, suggestions are, but I'm going to say the same thing you say, Homer. Yeah. If you don't know the answer, pass. Go through it as quick as possible because you only got uh, two minutes to go through everything. So don't dilly-dally on a certain question. And sometimes... And don't suck. Yeah. Sometimes people come up with the answer later on. Rayman is brought to you by Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and doing it well for over 50 years. That's how they're so good at it. They've been good at it for that long. Everything seems complicated. Things might seem, ah, what? Ah." No, they get it because they've been doing it well for over 50 years. So... From now on, it's Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service, and doing it well locally for over 50 years. Saganiac Planning, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161.
can remember the number. All you got to remember is 783. You got 262, and then you got Roger Maris, Roger Maris. Uh, also, our other great sponsor, in addition to Saganiac Planning, is Cousin Subs, because even if Troy does suck, even if Troy doesn't listen to the suggestions of Pebble, he still gets a $25 gift card from Cousin Subs. And if, in fact, he wins the competition, which runs until the end of June, he wins Cousin Subs for a year. And I believe... Uh, I don't know. Did that person win or not? We determined the winner, right? We already we did determined that. the winner. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, one of the two finalists, did it like the second or third week, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he was in fact the winner, but again, you could uh, sometimes win as early as Troy is doing right now. So cousin subs for a year if you win the competition runs till the end of June, and that's worth about three hundred dollars. The first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Troy, you're ready to go. Yes. That wasn't said with a lot of confidence, but that's all right. All right. Yes. Three, two, one, go. He was the Conference USA Player of the Year. Pass. San Francisco and Green Bay, nine playoff games. How many have the Packers won? Four. Correct. Two teams with the most postseason NFL wins at 37. Uh, the, the New England and uh, uh Green Bay. Correct. He holds the Green Bay record. Playoff touchdowns with 12. Uh, five. Incorrect. Who will be the TV play-by-play announcer doing the Packers 49ers game? Uh, uh, pass. He's the fourth best ever Green Bay postseason touchdowns with seven. He played college football at Shippensburg. Uh... Pass. What is my nickname for Craig Council? A traitor. Uh, incorrect. The youngest NFL team to win a playoff game since the merger in 1970. The Packers. Correct. Wayne Wade is 42 today. How many seasons did he lead the NBA in scoring? Uh, can you repeat the name? Dwayne Wade, 42 today. How many seasons did he lead the NBA in scoring? Uh, two? Incorrect. 1999, first NFL quarterback. 4,000 passing yards and 32-plus passing touchdowns in his first season with multiple starts. Uh, Kurt Warner. Correct. How old is Jordan Love? 25. Correct. How old is Giannis? 29. Correct. What draft pick was Aaron Rodgers? Uh, 25. Five. Incorrect. How old is Taylor Swift? 33. Incorrect. What draft pick was Jordan Love? 30? Incorrect. One, two, three, four. I got six. I have six as well. We got a new leader in the clubhouse. We got a new leader in the clubhouse, Troy, with a chance, and he was close. And now you did it quickly, so you got through them all. You ready to go? Uh, This was... uh, We'll see how Pebble does. I'll bet Pebble might get 14. He was the Conference USA Player of the Year, the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Whenever you don't know an answer to Marquette, what do you say, Pebble? Tony Smith? Uh, Dwayne Wade was actually in Conference USA. He was the Player of the Year. Tony Smith would be second. Um, San Francisco and Green Bay, nine playoff wins. How many wins have the Packers? Four. Four, They're four and five. Two teams with the most postseason wins in the NFL at 37, Green Bay and New England. That's incredible. He holds the Green Bay record. Playoff touchdowns with 12. 
like throwing or just like receiving? Basically? Big receiving, receiving, I say, yeah, uh, receiving or uh, running, either one. Antonio Freeman. Antonio Freeman is correct. Maybe I should have. Uh, uh, Troy might have. I don't know how else I should have put that. Not a quarterback. Uh, who will be the TV play-by-play announcer doing the Packers 49ers game? Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, good luck with getting that. Uh, you should have known this, Troy. He's the fourth best ever Green Bay postseason touchdowns with seven uh, because he played college football at Shippen. John Coon. John Coon, yes. What is my nickname uh, for Craig Council? Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. Now, you said the traitor, right? Isn't that what uh, she said? Yeah. Yeah, which is. is kind of close. I'd give you half if I could. Youngest NFL team to win a playoff game since the merger in 1970. It is the current Green Bay Packers. Wow. Dwayne Wade, 42 today. How many seasons did he lead the NBA in scoring, Pebble? One. One is correct. I think it was 2008-2009. Yes, it was. 1999, first NFL quarterback, 4,000 passing yards and 32-plus passing touchdowns in for season with multiple starts. And, yes, Kurt Warner is a correct answer. Nicely done. I should have given you more than one. Of course, Jordan Love has done that. How old is Jordan Love? 25. Correct. How old is Giannis? 29. These ones were, I felt bad for you. What draft pick was Aaron Rodgers, Pebble? 24th. 24. How old is Taylor Swift? 34. 34 is correct. And what draft pick was Jordan Love? 26. 26, yes. I'd like people to remember those. Uh And so you had six. But, Troy, you had a shot maybe at nine. Are are you happy with six? Disappointed? I had my over-under at one and a half, so. No, you... You, uh, you, uh, for the first time, you were more controlled and calm than most people are. And, um, so you are the leader at six, which means that you cannot participate until someone beats you. Until then, you, uh, you just have to listen and hope that everybody else stinks. Um, how old is Taylor Swift? You remember that or have you forgotten already? 34. 34 is correct. Uh, congratulations, Troy. You are the leader, Jason Wildy. How old is Jason Wildy? Is he 50? I think he's 50 now. Do you know how old he is, Troy? Uh, um, Jason? I, he's going to think he's 50, at least 50. 52, yeah. something like that. Uh, I, I wanna, I'm want i going to have to ask because I want to add that to a future question. Jason Wildy, next. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. We are at 9,500 views. I want a million for the comment of John Anderson on the show last night. Everything is bigger in Texas, including the ass whoopings. That is all anyone should ever comment about the Packer win over Dallas from now until the end of time. Joining us now is Jason Wilde. Everybody should get information from him about the Packers every day of the year. Wilde and Tausch and all the other things Jason does. Good evening, Jason. Well, if that's all that should be said about yep. that, then I guess we don't have as much to talk about. Well, we don't need to talk about that game. We're moving on to San Francisco. By the way, how old are you? We're on to San Francisco. Yeah, how old are you? I am 51. Oh, I said 51. All right, because I had uh, age questions. How old is Jordan Love? 25. How old is Giannis? I don't know. 29. Correct. And how old is Taylor Swift? Uh, 33. 34. Very good. And next week on the Rain Man, the question will be added. How old is Jason Wilde? You'll still be 50. How old is Brett Favre? Oh, uh, oh. I'm so sad. I, I 
All right, we don't have to. I don't want to go there. I do want to go there. What, what is it with the last two quarterbacks? I, I, what, what is he? I don't understand how anybody is against Taylor Swift. I don't. What has she done that irritates people? I And I, I, I listened to one of her songs, and I said she reminds me of Harry Chapin because I was surprised that her voice isn't better than it is. But I get the songs, the <laughs> lyrics, and everything like that. And so I'm not. She's. I don't know. I don't know. I can't find anything not that i checked that, that she's ever done anything that's offensive to anyone so she likes a tight end with kansas city she draws more attention to the league what what would make brett Favre say that yeah i i, I don't know okay. i don't uh um, right. I, I would just i would just say this uh and leave it at this because you know everyone has different political allegiances and beliefs. You and I don't agree on everything. Yeah, but, I don't, that, but that doesn't affect behavior well. of well, certain things. But, but uh, well, yeah, but I think it I think it impacts why he said Oh, because she had it. people all of telling people to vote and she's uh, liberal. Okay. I, I think that's probably right. it and and, so, and and obviously Rogers has entered a realm where he's discussing things even if it's you know not some of it may not Okay, here's what he could have said. Political. You know, I'm not crazy about her her uh, political ideas, but she's great for football. She's yeah, he's just wrong about yeah. like. I mean, first of all, that is like that quote. I thought I actually had a text uh, Ashton Rotman and uh, Josh DiMaggio in our little group chat. I was like, this has got to be made up, right? Like he he Ex- can't be dumb enough to think yeah. that they're that 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 it's a money grab on her behalf to increase her popularity she's like, worried the, she has that, more money than god and her popularity is she's i mean most people more people know who she is than they know who Travis Kelsey was right. before he started dating her so that's not how this works but again you know the, i i i just like I, I will say this, and I'm very curious when Aaron Rodgers retires because he and I had a lot of conversations on and off the air during our four years right. of doing the show. Which yeah, was the worst a, decision he like ever made was not to keep now. working with you. But you're not going to comment. I just did. So we I can appreciate move on. that. Uh, but truth but, is but, easy. But the but but the reality I would say is that he and I would always kind of talk about different things, including. You know how much you want to put yourself out there with your opinions and uh, your political beliefs, and and he's obviously taking a different approach on that. I'll be curious to see if he takes a different approach in retirement, because he always said when he's done, he's done, and you're not going to hear from him. He's not going to do TV. Yeah, no he's one not believes that. Be do- and and but that but but it was believable at the time yep. from 2011 to 2014. I wholeheartedly believe that and you know far you know whether he's talking to tmz or fox news or newsmax or whatever he's appearing on you know he he could have easily like faded into obscurity and just shown up for the occasional alumni thing at southern miss or at lambeau field and and he has he's kind of emerged now he was in this kind of exile after the news of his alleged malfeasance yeah. with uh, I think he's still the, in exile. Heart money. Trying to. I, I know, but he's talking more while he's in exile. Yes. Right? Yeah. To, to friendly and, uh, folks. And that he's are made supportive. it worse. Hey, go back he to has. exile. Well, no. 
Oh, no doubt. But, yeah. hey, they've okay. got a playoff game this week, and, and those guys have nothing to do with it. Right, and I've said uh, I think it's tougher to beat San Francisco, but I get all the comments from Shanahan because I think Shanahan is worried because he knows that Jordan Love will run when run is the proper play, and they can run, and he's got to be worried about how just how good Jordan Love might be, and Jordan Love, as good as he might be, is going to run the ball when they should be running the ball, regardless of how good other stuff is. Yeah, and look, I think that's one of the things that uh, Matt LaFleur has given Jordan Love more autonomy over, certainly not to the degree, and I'm working on a story for Saturday's State Journal for game day about how you know Matt LaFleur got so annoyed with us when and, – and Matt <laughs> – not only did Matt LaFleur get annoyed with us, but then I would assume by extension he got annoyed with the team president who said it in his column on a first Saturday in uh, August or September that we were going to see more of the true Matt LaFleur offense. But Matt may not like that storyline, but it it's is true. the absolute truth. And, and whether it's Adam Stenovich, whether it's Jordan Love, uh, both of those guys backed me up today with that premise, which was nice. Now, but isn't that fundamentally again, running the ball more often than they have run it or ran it with Rodgers, who at times knew the run was the play, yeah. but felt that he is quarterback and what he saw, it would be a better, more successful play yep. to pass. It's that simple. Certainly that's part of it. Certainly that's part of it. What's Another part of it is, and, and I know he broke his thumb last year, and that was part of why they did this, but... Jordan Love is under center a lot more, right. which makes the play-action passing game more effective. Uh, Jordan Love does not have the Rolodex of plays in his experience that Aaron Rodgers did. So you'd be, you don't want to give him so much free reign like you gave Rodgers, who, by the way, won two NFL MVPs doing it that way. So it's not like it was a complete abject failure until last year when he was playing with a broken thumb and with two young or three young wide receivers that were drafted. But don't you think so, Shanahan is worried that his – Plays like Bosa are just going to assume the Packers are going to pass as they did in certain situations with Rodgers. He's got them. No, they'll run the ball this time, and you better not be trying to get to the quarterback like you could fiddling assume it's a pass. What? Yeah, don't be fiddling and Yes, uh, which yeah, would be I, understandable I, I, against Rodgers because in the end, he's going to more often than not pass the ball in some situations where the LaFleur system probably said run. Right, and, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, you know, obviously we've seen Aaron Jones the last four games be outstanding, back-to-back-to-back-to-back 100-yard performances. But I think it's more, you know, and again, they, as Matt LaFleur kind of explained it and Steno mentioned it today as well, like it's not just Love's inexperience. It's also a lot of inexperienced guys around him. So it's just the smarter way to play is to p run the call that you got in your headset as opposed to Aaron Rodgers getting up to the line of scrimmage and recognizing something from four years ago that uh, was similar to the look and then changing everybody's route and them doing some – like, Steno had a line today and, God, I wanted to run up and give him a hug at the podium because he said there would be times at the end of drives where <laughs> Rodgers and the offense would come off the field and the coaches would be trying to figure out what they had run. Like – Think about that for a second. Like, Explain. Rogers what do you mean by that? What they had run and what, what like is... they like Rogers, like Matt Lafleur had called one play, right? And Aaron Rodgers had run something completely different, like not 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 the not that alternative thing play. with two choices. No, though. not the attached can play, 
but something completely different. And I, when he said that, I was like, thank you for proving my point. And I'm not saying, because I know it's popular to bash Rodgers right now and everybody's doing it except for a, a But LaFleur was smart group. to do it that way because... That's exactly what I'm saying, is that take advantage of what you have. And, and again, it's not like it failed. He won back-to-back MVPs. They won 13 games every year for three years. Like, he, it worked. All right, worked here's great. the question. But that's is not it, what they have now. Well, but... It worked in the regular season, and I don't know that anybody can uh, answer I mean, it this worked, it, it, honestly. It, that it, it was a so- was it was that a it, problem it, in the playoffs? In hold playoffs. on, hold on. Let me finish it. Is it fair? What's the word you would use to say that Rogers' less than Hall of Fame MVP performance in the playoffs was the result of that approach, which worked in the regular season? but maybe not in the postseason. Yeah, it, it did not work in certain playoff games. There's no doubt about okay. it, right? Like, uh, you look Do you at think LaFleur feels that way? Um, maybe a little. Like, you know, it's hard. In 2019, they certainly did not start that game against San Francisco well offensively, but they got the crap beat out of them, right? They couldn't stop the run to save their lives. Jimmy Garoppolo had to throw like eight passes all day or whatever it was. Like, that was pathetic. Uh, could Rodgers have kept them in it better by playing better? Absolutely. And could part of it have been him playing hero ball or changing plays? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't remember specifically enough to think back to that game. You know, that was that year, if we're being honest, was probably the year where Rodgers was the most willing to just run what Matt LaFleur was calling, and they, you know, struggled mightily. Now, whether or not that was the case in 2020, you know, they win their first-round playoff game uh, after a bye, and then they obviously lose to Tom Brady. Uh, Rodgers did not play great in that game. No one would question that, right? Um, 21, Rodgers definitely didn't play well, uh, forces the ball to Devontae late uh, when he has some other options. So if like, people that say good. that to you, what do you think is a factor. I think it's a factor. I don't think it's the factor. Oh. All right. If that's fair, no, it's fair. That I ask you, I'm going to accept what you say. I don't know unless you, unless in addition you heard privately from somebody who said that, and it's hard to believe that because if you're honest, Aaron Rodgers is really smart, and the decisions he made, there's it's reasonable to think he thought they could do better based on his ability, or, or you know, versus. An average quarterback. I don't know, but uh, that's the com. It's the o- the only complaint you can make against Rodgers with Lafleur is that he didn't do as well in the playoffs as everybody thought he would. No, there, look, there's no doubt that he was. You know, I understand that um, there are extenuating circumstances in some of those performances. Right, but I'm not right? going like, to sell it. And I don't love- want other people to sell it if it's just not so. And you're basically saying it's not he, so. He, there's a little bit there, but. Don't oversell there's it. There's definitely some there, and there's definitely some games where he did not play well enough. Now, you know, in 16, they get buried 27 to nothing early again. You know, they had some empty possessions early in that NFC Championship game in Atlanta, but, you know, he would have had a play at an – and he had played in the previous eight games, including two playoff games, at an out-of-this-world level. Um, in 14, he's playing with a torn calf. He had beaten the Cowboys – they go to Seattle. They get the 16-point lead. 
He does get them to overtime. I didn't think he played that poorly. Yeah, I'm in that thinking game, only the of the LaFleur time because that's what we're discussing. Right, but when we think but when we talk about Rogers overall resume, lots of people Yeah, it's, love be, it's better than they give him credit 16, for. He hasn't done enough. Right. Yeah, I mean yep. it's, All right, um anything else about the team? I mean, I'm I've said they've already created history. Now the question is how great a part of history can they do? Because yeah. they're just continuing to do better than anybody could expect, given how young they are. But I defer to what they said to Jimmy Johnson when they mentioned this was the youngest team. And they said, hey, you had the youngest team when you won a Super Bowl the first time. He goes, yeah, I never cared much about age. I just want talent. So history yeah, and, history and will talented. honor this team based on now how far they go. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I'm still a, I, I think it's a little bit of fool's gold. Uh, the way the defense has played, I'm not convinced uh, that it can slow down an offense. Uh, I don't care what you think about Brock Purdy. But don't you think they're incredibly confident because they see their quarterback and go, they can't stop this offense. Let's go play. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they are. But, again, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and yeah. Christian McCaffrey and – George Kittle. I mean that that's a pretty fearsome foursome right there yes. offensively. But he will turn the ball over sometimes. Ball. Like that I mean Baltimore yeah, people 11, should know five turnovers. Yeah. This year. Yeah, he's thrown eleven picks all year and but again, the Green Bay Packers defense is not the Baltimore Ravens defense. On that we can all agree. Yes. Yep, I'm in that club. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. I what? I'm not I don't I wouldn't say they don't have a chance. Because that would be stupid after what they just right. did against What do you the want to tell people? What's the one thing order. that you want them to know or think about when they when they when they play Saturday night? Packer fans. From Jason Wilkes. I think it all comes I think it all comes down to and I'm in the middle of writing about them right now, but I think it comes down to the offensive line. Uh, can they protect love against, as Steno called it, an all star team uh, of uh, pass rushers up front but if they I mean, run the ball that will that gives them their best that's chance certainly part of it all right no doubt that's yeah. part of it but they can't just run the ball Correct. so can they i mean the the sack numbers between the first half of the season you know love who is who is mobile and certainly saved them a bunch of sacks by the way he's able to move out within and out of the pocket um you know they had they gave up 18 sacks in the first eight games and that's not a, you know that's not it's not like god awful terrible it's a little over two a game. They've been special ever but since. Over, but over the past ten games, they've given up a total of twelve sacks yep. and zero to the Cowboys. And over the last four games that they've won four in a row here, including the Cowboys, Love's been sacked twice. I mean that tells you. And and you know Lafleur had a good line about how uh, it's hard to throw when you're on your back. And part uh, of that is running the ball is. so well. That's part of it, but it also is this line, which was a just a mess uh, at midseason, has really coalesced and looks really good. And, and this will be the supreme test because it's not just stopping uh, Micah Parsons. And, you know, I understand that DeMarcus no, they're way is a better. pretty good player, too, for the Cowboys, but this group's way better. And right. if they're not Jason, I know you got to go. Hang up. Thanks for giving us the extra time. Have a good night. All right, Homer. Take care. Everybody. All right, bye. TVV, Tim Van Voren soon, not next. You're listening to the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN.
TVV, Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports coming up next. But EVD's not better than this comment from John Anderson about the Packers beating the Cowboys. I want a million views on Twitter. Help me. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Tough part for John Anderson. He's never going to say anything better. Nobody's ever going to say anything better. What was the score of the game? I don't know. I don't care. What happened in the game? I don't know. I don't care. What was the game like? Calling John Anderson. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Yes. Tell the world. Go to Twitter. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Again, please. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Man, I wish I'd have thought of that. I had asked him what to say if you're the coach, as LaFleur did, and I mentioned a few things I would say, and then I said, John Anderson, 7-2.5, because that's what he high-jumped in Missouri. What would you have said if you were Matt LaFleur? Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whipping. Can you imagine if LaFleur had said that? It would be um, 10 million hits all around the world. Beaten, and in fact... This is so good, I think, in the future that whenever Dallas gets beaten badly, you know the comment that everybody's going to use. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whippings. Because there's nothing better. Tim Van Vorn, Fox 6 Sports, next. Welcome back to the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. The three most important letters in sports. Better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin sportscaster of the year, Hall of Fame wingman. He's won other awards, but he won't tell us. I asked Jason Wilde, what's the last thing that you want to tell Packer fans that they need to know or be thinking about when the game starts Saturday night. TVV, good evening. What's the first thing you want to tell everybody regarding the Packer 49ers game? I don't think, Homer, that I could find more than, let's say, six or seven guys in the Packers locker room who have these nightmare dreams about the Niners in the playoffs. I heard uh, Peter Schrager on the NFL Network this week refer to it as, uh, for Packer fans, as uh, scar tissue of playing the Niners in the playoffs. But I don't – and pick your, pick your villain here. Uh, Terrell Owens, Colin Kaepernick, Raheem Mostert. I mean, the list goes on. I don't think you could get more than a handful of guys in the Packers locker room who remember any of those guys or know much of anything about that history, which I think is refreshing and helpful to Green Bay. Yeah, I'd assume it's Shanahan versus LaFleur, I would think. I don't know if that ever impacts players uh, to think of one coach versus another, but if I was on that team, I'd think, dude seems to own us. Guess we'll have to change that. Uh, you know, one in three, though, in the regular season. Right. Uh, that's yeah. Shanahan's record against the Packers Correct. in the regular season. So, I, I mean, I, you know, I think, I think the Packers, as the high seed in the playoffs previously, mm-hmm. obviously spit the bit. Um, and I think they, they look like a different team in the way they're coming into this second-round matchup. I think the pressure, I don't know if San Francisco feels the pressure. I think Green Bay and the coaching staff 
decidedly does not feel the pressure. I think that's an obvious. Yeah, I, 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 if I'm on the team, I'm thinking, let's go. We got the hottest quarterback. No one can stop our offense. Not just him passing, but the running. So, so let's go play because there's nothing better than walking into a football game knowing we got the best quarterback and we got an offense that can score against anybody. Because the offense is going to feel that way, and the defense is going to not feel that like, hey, we have to, you know, we have to stop them every play. No, let's just go play and help them out some. And if we do, then we'll really kick their butt, just like we did against Dallas. Do you think yeah, I'm anything I, close to what they're thinking? That's what I'd be thinking. I, I, I think I'd be thinking that. The one caution I would throw into that is, yeah. you know, how many points do the Packers have in the regular season finale against the Bears? You know, it doesn't happen every week. Right. They, they're relying on the offense. They should have belief in the offense. That should be the, the side of the, of the team they expect is going to give them the best chance to win. But it can't just be that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think they believe they're as good as anybody. Right, I mean, or my. I... I think they do. Yeah. No, I, I think I think they do. I think they they figure you know, yes, we're dangerous. Yes, we're, um, we're we're rolling. Yes, we've got you know a great play at the top position in the game, quarterback. Yes, our defense has shorted up enough. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Tanner uh, uh, Homer. I think they think, hey, let's get out there. Let's get on the field. Let's get to this. Let's get it all going. What's the delay? It, it helps us to get going. And I would emphasize. I don't think that it has that much to do with their young because I think if they were all old, they'd feel the same way. Dude, we're good. We're, we're rolling. We're hot. There's nothing, I would say to anybody who's ever been on any sports team, there's nothing better than being hot and just feel like, man, we're on a roll. You feel like you're doing well, but the brakes are going your way. I don't think hey, you have John, to be young to feel that way. I think you're right. I think John Runyon, who I would not describe as young, but I would not describe as old. He's definitely a, a mid-range NFL veteran, but who's, his dad played forever, so he yeah. knows all about football. He, he wasn't afraid to say it today. Hey, we started slowly. We're hot now. A lot of teams started well, and they faded. And if, if, when I run that soundbite, you can cue up the video and put it right over that of the Philadelphia Eagles or whatever team you want to pick that looked you know, unbeatable in October that's gone. And the Packers are hot. You're exactly right. It's not just one guy is hot. They're, they're collectively hot. Their coaching staff is hot. Their offensive groove is hot. You know, Andres Carlson might not be hot. But <laughs> yes. by, and large, yeah. by and large, they have a lot working in the right direction. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how much a team can ever, football players, think about their kicker. But I would say in the AFC, Buffalo probably feels the same way. Mm-hmm, I think so, too. I think, you know, uh, Miami. The opposite, the absolute opposite. You know, if Philadelphia, any, the opposite. Any of their right. If you win any of those games at the end of the year, you're not in the playoff situation that those teams are in. Philadelphia on the road, Miami on the road in bitter cold. Well, you, you can only blame yourself. So, uh, you know, Green Bay is hot now. Again, didn't dominate the Bears. Well, I mean, let's let's look at this. Did you know? Didn't no, Joe Barry the bailed them out? Didn't, didn't dominate the Panthers, but did enough to get through, and that's. You know, that has been enough of a springboard, I think, now to, to catch some of the good and, and play more, more on a surge here at the end. All right, let's get to just football. Okay. It's a football game. One team's hot. What, what's, what's the biggest challenge against the 49ers? Well, the 49ers offensively can, I mean, they can destroy teams. They average more than six and a half yards per play. Brock Purdy, 
his, he's got the all-time record for passer rating for a season. Christian McCaffrey led the league in rushing every single week of this season after game one, after game two, after game three. They they have a big offensive line. They, remember, remember George Kittle was the, the front-end tight end that nobody could cover before all these other tight ends came in behind him. He's still there. He's still good. So I think the, the challenge for the Packers, uh, you know, who have played better defensively but you know, can't feel awesome about their defense is to keep San Francisco down offensively. If you keep them down and if you make it a game, I think you have confidence in your offense being able to put up enough points to scare the heck out of them and maybe win a game. But the Niners, if they are clicking offensively, are going to be a big challenge for the Packers defense, in my opinion. But they did have a rut earlier this season where they dipped. The Niners had a six-game winning streak and a five-game winning streak. And in the middle there, they had a, like a three-game losing mm-hmm. streak. So you, you need them to get, you know, where they're not fully healthy or something throws them off because they can be thrown up. And Baltimore destroyed them late in the year. Baltimore, you pressured Brock Purdy. That and five really the game right turnovers. Five zip. Yeah, took the if game it's right five field. zip yep. and turnovers, the Packers will beat the 49ers again. They need Jair Alexander to play. I think he's going to play, but I'm no mm-hmm. doctor. All right, Dr. TVV, Dr. Van Voren. Uh, an update on uh, Jair Alexander. Some uh, fact and some opinion. Uh, wasn't out there today. Matt LaFleur says he hopes to be out there for some live reps tomorrow. I think that uh, Jair Alexander will, will push very hard to play if he's anywhere close and they're better football team when he's on the field. Are there other injuries that need to be addressed or concerned when uh, Brian Bulaga hears from talks to Jason Wood tomorrow? He always goes uh, injury crazy. He is injury crazy. I, I mean, or injury focused. I should. Yes, injury focused. Well, injury focused, um, and he likes that. You know, Thursday list or Friday list as you get closer to the game. I, I'll admit, I think AJ Dillon would help. Uh, you know, I mean, he's been out mm-hmm. and they've been getting by with him. Aaron Jones has been awesome. I think A.J. Dillon would help. It's supposed to be kind of soggy out there. It might be rainy. Um, you know, I think Dillon would help them. But they are pretty healthy. You know, you look down that roster, you're, they're pretty healthy. And that's another – I mean, you talk about hot. But part of hot is just feel, vibe. And the vibe is very good right now. You haven't had any negative – even like an injury can set teams back. Uh, you know, J.J. Uh, Kingsley and Ibari, he's a popular guy in the locker room. He'll be – It'll be uh, something they have to make up for. But by and large, the vibe is good because the team is good. The health is good. Things are rolling. Any, anything any of the other players said or coaches that you would want to pass along? Well, I think Devontae Wyatt probably said more than he should have about, hey, if we just pressure Purdy, you know, he's going to make it. Oh, he'll mess up, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think I would have probably chosen – him to say that if I'm the Green Bay Packers, but uh, you know that that that's out there. That's that's what you're dealing with. Um, you know, I think by and large in the locker room, positive. We expect to be here. Christian Watson said, "You know, hey, what's the mentality? The mentality is we're trying to win the Super Bowl." And Christian Watson's a second year player, uh, so I, I think I, again, I think it's it's a unified thrust going forward right now. Hey, the Niners might beat them by 25 points, but I would say this. I, you know, this team, I think, is better equipped to play this game than those high-seeded Packer teams were. You know, Aaron Rodgers and the, and the offense did not answer the bell against the Niners in the playoffs, and the defense certainly didn't answer the bell against Kyle Shanahan's teams in the defense uh, in the playoffs. So I, I, I actually feel, feel there's a more positive vibe right now 
going into this situation than those situations, probably because the, you know, there is no pressure. Hey, throw it at the wall. Any thought on the comments of Matt LaFleur? I think he's, you know how I think I would describe Matt LaFleur? Pleased. I think Matt LaFleur is pleased. He's a quarterback. You know, quarterbacks coach by by uh, design. That goes. That's just beat. I think he's really, really pleased, Homer. You think he likes mentioning Joe Barry and how well it's going, or am I making too much of that? Uh, I think he did enjoy having the opportunity to support his defensive coordinator this week when he was asked that question. Yes, but I don't know that there's necessarily you know going to be continuity at that spot last year. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I what? still think he's pleased. I say, they, and I know they're a long way, but they win the Super Bowl. It's the greatest Super Bowl win ever by the Green Bay Packers. Got a few to, you got a few to get done before that happens. I'm looking <laughs> you, forward to Saturday. You are TVV. Thanks. <laughs> See you, Homer. Next. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whipping. One more time. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the ass whipping.